0: I'm dreaming of. Girls, girls, girls. Hey everybody, it's Rick Fink Jr. You're listening to Scuttlebutt Radio. Merry Christmas! I went out with a girl named Mary. Small Town Scuttlebutt is sponsored by Mario's Lawn Care. These guys are my favorite. If you need a professional landscaper who is all about quality, then Mario is your guy. He's my guy. I talked to him twice today. I know it sounds like I'm bragging, but I'm just so satisfied by the commitment to excellence these guys bring every time. And by Royal Pizza, you want to cook tonight? Go ahead. Whip something up for the kids between hockey practice, another Zoom call, and walking your dog. Or call my friend Billy, and he will take care of the whole family. Fresh pizza made to order? Sounds so good right now, doesn't it? And by ParkStreetBooks.com, say ParkStreetBooks.com. Dot com. Five times and commit it to memory because that's the only place that you need to visit for books. Mike, go ahead. Go ahead what? <laughs> I, I just told you to say it five times. Commit it to memory. Parkstreetbooks.com. Toys, Park games, Street, puzzles, books.com. and so much stupid. more We're like pottery this. and sometimes even barbecue. Big asterisk. You can't, okay. You don't like that? No. <laughs> but uh, you do have to do the dot .com because yeah, that's yeah, your yeah. thing. No, I'll do that. I yeah. think we
1: should keep this whole and thing And now as that I know commercial. what you're
0: doing... Yes. And by ParkStreetBooks.com. Say that. No. No. And by ParkStreetBooks.com. <laughs> no. You say .com. <laughs> I <clears throat> love this. From this the top. Awesome. And by ParkStreetBooks.com. Say ParkStreetBooks.com five times and commit it to memory. Because that's the only place you need to visit for books, toys, games, puzzles, and so much more like pottery. And sometimes even barbecue. Big asterisk, you can't actually order barbecue online. For that, you have to go visit them in store at 504 Main Street in Medfield.com.
2: Oh, that's not it. <laughs> I love it. Park Street Books. com.
0: Here it comes, right on time. It's another episode of Small Town Scuttlebots. You are more than halfway through the season. Just keep going. Bad habits are hard to break.
2: Small town scuttlebutt. It's the show where we find out what the people have to say. Traffic lights that are timed wrong makes my morning drive too long. Suburban moms love drinking wine. Let's go check the grievance line. Ooh. Small town scuttlebutt. That is Rick, he's a daddy. wrote the post that drove you mad. I am like, I work with kids, I do the things you wish you did. Kathy's always killing time, talking about some unsolved crime. We made this
0: podcast just for you. Recording from a basement in a small town somewhere in the United States of America. Here's Rick Fink, Jr. Mike Page and Kathy Ferris. Hello, everybody. This is Rick Fink, Jr. Reporting to you live... Reporting to you... Recorded from the basement of my abode somewhere here in Midfield, Massachusetts, hanging out at the table. This time I'm going to go my left first, where I have Kathy Ferris. I'm first. <laughs> and then across the table is Mike. Yeah, you are right, Rick. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, I can see that. Why? Why? What's the matter? I
2: don't know. Halfway through the theme song playing, you got super amped up and you grabbed the comfort bird from off the table. <laughs> I did. And got a death grip on the thing. And you've been like shaking a little bit ever since. I,
0: uh, oh yeah, drinking a Red Bull, yeah. uh, just to wake my. I I got to get excited for the show. That theme song pumps me up. You did a really good job with that, Mike. Thanks. It, Mediocre I think it's the strumming
1: best. of the guitar.
0: There's just something about it. It's it's homey and it's nice and it. I mm-hmm. think it gives people a good vibe. And then I get to ruin it with my droning voice. But I like that you, you're
1: so self-aware.
0: Yeah. I'm, one of my focus areas is to not sound as annoying as I typically do. Yeah. How well, am I doing so far? Well, step one is acknowledging you've got a problem. Yeah, exactly. that's right. You're halfway there. Let's talk about what we're doing on the show today. Okay. Okay. Today, we have zero guests. It's the first time in small town, scuttlebutts, short history, that we said, nope, no guests today. Mike.
2: Well, first of all, we should point out that was by choice. Yes. But right. We didn't right. invite any guests. Yeah. Second. You one could argue that last week we didn't have any guests because it was all the scuttlebutts that were here, mm. but we did still have people in the guest chair. And this week we're just flying solo. And by solo, I mean there's three of us.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna sort of. You
2: ever remember explore. when you were a kid and you were like, one of your siblings was pedaling the bike, but then there were two other idiots. One was on the handlebar and one was standing on the on pegs. the back. Yes. Yeah, the, pack, the pegs. Yeah. that's what we're doing today. When I say we're flying solo, but socially distance. Who's riding the bike? I, I, you're.
1: I think Rick's riding the bike. Yeah, right?
2: you try to steer the show. I guess you're ste- you are. But you're
0: sitting on the handlebars, steering the yeah. show with your butt. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because he's sitting like on the handlebars. Yeah, and Kathy Kathy's is the, on the one bike. on the
2: pegs because mm-hmm. she's got the overview. The the that vision. is so
0: sexist because she's the woman. She's the backseat driver. Is what you're saying? No, that's what you're saying.
2: What that's, I'm that's, saying, I did just say that's that. That's
1: on brand. That's on brand. What I'm yeah. saying is Kathy. <laughs>
2: Kathy has the vision, and she's seen the the full scene. Mm-hmm.
0: So she's the one back on the.
1: Pace. Also, I'm a backseat driver. Of course and you are. I, I'm not afraid to admit that.
0: How old you again? Fifty. Uh,
1: Fifty-two. And 52. age is just a number.
0: Fifty-two year old woman, of course you're a backseat driver. Is that like a stereotype? There's are there a lot of fifty-two well, year old women that are agreeing with me, going, Yeah, he's he's right, or are they mad at me that I said something so offensive?
1: I think what they're doing is they're maybe not agreeing with you, but saying, I wish I didn't have to be a backseat driver. Mm, that's like fair. I feel like I'm not really a backseat driver. I'm actually the driver because <laughs> if I'm if I always feel like I have to look at the road because my husband is always distracted by other things going on. Listen, I will say this. Mm -hmm. If there is some kind of like minor vehicle infraction happening on the highway, Jeff will take it in his own hands Mm -hmm. to rectify that. When there's no reason for us to be part of that. They didn't cut us off. They didn't do whatever. But he is like the road Avenger.
0: Do you know... When two lanes merge into one, it's customary to do that zipper exchange like the left car went, now the right car goes, the left car goes. If I'm the right car that goes next and that left car is hugging the bumper of the left car in front of me, you just triggered me. I'm going to run your license plate, find out where you live, and I'm going to...
3: I'm sorry. Smash
0: How your mailbox you? with a baseball bat at four in the morning with my buddies.
1: No, Jeff. How are
2: you running
0: license plate numbers?
1: Right. I'm not. I'm
0: just talking smack.
1: No, Jeff's not doing that. That's what he's... I want
0: to do. That's what de-escalates the right. Let me minor ask you this. Issue. Are you giving them a backstory?
1: Jeff will give them a backstory. Jeff is like he already knows these people, yes. even though like yes. that's a key issue, like yep. storage or whatever. Look at that guy. Like, his ki- his like... kids hate
0: him. That's why he just passed. Right. Me. Right. Well, here's.
2: Yeah. Oh, sorry. Continue.
1: No, all I was gonna say is that like it's always it's always something like the, it's a personal affront when it has nothing to do with that. Like that's they what my wife not, says.
0: My wife says nothing's personal. No, they don't and you know don't. Know you, know they what's
1: have. happening in that person's life? But also, oh my God.
0: Is, right, are you my, are my wife? You kinda... Yeah. We didn't even get to talk about the holidays yet, like how are the holidays so far. We have some fan mail. There are people now sending us gifts based off what they think we would appreciate, yeah,
1: based of. off of
0: what we're talking about. Looks so not like only do we have we've people have made it after all. All those downloads are not accidental like butt downloads, like people are literally trying to yeah. like listen to us and learn about what's going on and they follow it. I'm excited, so we'll talk about that. For the most part, we don't have any guests on today. That's by design. We're we're just gonna kick back in this lull between the holidays as we ramp up for a big, exciting, yet probably a little stressful holiday season. We're just gonna reset and now we're just going to enjoy a conversation about something that has brought us all together. We mutually love. It's stand up comedy. Mm-hmm. We have our opener tonight, Mike Page. He's not very good.
1: He's very good. First He's all, very
0: good for a beginner. First of but-
1: all, your jealousy is super transparent because. <laughs> wow,
0: Mike I going to agree with this him, but now <laughs> I'm changing sides. So well. well,
1: Mike took to this so well.
0: I know. No, I like the I best.
1: actually pushed Mike into this because we had started True. this podcast, and what I love one of the things that uh, I really loved about Mike is that he could sit back and kind of tie everything together. He did g- great callbacks, and he could just like connect dots for us yes. while we were talking. Yes. And that kind of timing is, you know, that's that's. Just not a learned thing. That's something that people have.
0: Mike (laughs) is the opener for this comedy, stand up comedy conversation, if you will. We have clips from Mike. He did his first class. Yes, his debut. His debut. What do you call that? Uh, The showcase, right? You did the class showcase. showcase. Yeah. Zoom stand up comedy show. I was there in attendance. Kathy was hosting with Rick, Rick Jenkins, Jenkins. Hosted, from the yeah. comedy studio, who, who hosts this whole production. And then uh, I got to see my buddy Mike up there. Seeing your, your friend do comedy for the very first time.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Is awesome. And I'm not that far. I'm about two years removed from that experience, Kathy. You're probably eight years removed from it. Mm-hmm. so But you still remember it, right? For
1: sure. You remember your sure. first time, Kathy? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: I misunderstood what she said. I thought we were doing the showcase showdown. I showed up with the giant price tag. The <laughs> yeah, tag. tag right, right. And I felt like an idiot.
3: I, th- I thought because it was then
2: I found out it was just a comedy showcase, and I'm like pumping my fists in the ta-da. air. Yeah, I'm all excited, and then I was, and then it was like you're up, and I was like,
0: what? <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, and what's then, happening here? You came back down to earth when Rick Jenkins, the host, was said, "Okay, you can stop hugging me now." Yeah. <laughs> Why are you jumping up and down still? Anyway, so we got Mike who's opening. I'll be your middle act. We'll do a couple of clips that I've done, and then um, which can... I think
1: is great because it shows too that you know I think there's this big myth about comedy where. It's like, you have to be all or nothing and sacrifice your art. And and there isn't, there's all this middle ground in which we live in, right? Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. is where we live. Yeah. Yeah
0: is going to be our closer in the conversation. We'll play clips from her. So if I were to label us, I would say Mike is the rookie, I'm the apprentice, and you're the pro. Um, or
1: oh, I like how you said, like, you know, the opener, the middler, and yeah, the closer. Like, like, just like that's, a real show. That's a traditional show, right? Yeah, I would, right?
0: You know what? I was talking to Mike earlier about, like, where would I be satisfied in my comedic endeavors? And uh, if I got staged, if I got to do 10 minutes at Nick's Comedy Stop, You know, that would be, or, or laugh Boston.
1: Let's make that a goal. Yeah. Well, no, that is my goal. It's not going to happen. Oh, it is? Okay, good. Yes. Yes.
0: When I get to that point, then I will say, I took it to the level that I can legitimately say I'm a legit Boston comic.
2: Is
1: that what it's going to take? I feel like it. Yeah. It's like you need to have,
0: what have you done? Okay, He's going right.
2: be like quoting Wayne Gretzky before he goes out there, like, "Okay, you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take."
0: <laughs> Remember, the first goal is to have fun. Yeah. You know
2: all
1: that stuff. I think you're a comedian when you when you say like, "I don't think I'm a comedian until I do this." Then you're a comedian because like you, hmm. it's such this like internal struggle of like, when when am I a comedian when I'm not a comedian? When is what is a comedian? Because I, mean? when yeah, I, I was, was just gonna say,
2: what's the flip side though? Well, what's the person that says I'm a comedian and you're like, "No, you're not."
1: <laughs> I think it's an well. I think a lot of it is just a state of mind first, right? And then like what your goals are. But like when you start doing comedy and you're you're putting yourself out there, you're on a stage and you're being vulnerable. I think that that you are doing comedy. And then when you're, I think it's just your own. That that's a really good question. I feel like. Kind of on the spot about it because like I, I, like I was where Rick was where like oh it has to be certain things until I figured that out and, and it really was later than people think that well, I consider well, what do you myself mean that. by certain things like you know. Uh, like you said, like, well, once I get booked on this, then I'm, I'm going to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Or like once I'm accepted by certain people or once I get started, these kind of bookings or I have a website where like I do have I do have students that like the last class, they have business cards and a website. And yeah. Like I'm a comedian now. Okay. Like, good for you. You right. know,
0: I am not digging the Zoom stuff. The addictive part of the stand up is the vulnerability. I've never told this joke that I'm about to tell. And it didn't work. So I'm really excited to tell this joke. And adrenaline's pumped up and it comes out in your delivery in some way. And it's different than the last time you told it. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing you can do about it. And it's all just happening. And there's no hitting a pause button. You have to... Like this show, we can edit this. We can record for 10 hours and put out a 45-minute show. And no one would know how many mistakes we made. But when you're up there and you have five minutes... You do five minutes and seven seconds, you made a mistake. You went too long. Like, there's for me, there's too much. It's like a golf swing. It's like, don't focus on all nine movements of your body. Focus on maybe three of them. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the other six will learn to fall into place, right? So
1: Yeah. What yeah. <sighs> I, <sighs> I mean I is talking it... about? No, I, mean, I don't know. Saying, oh, i know,
0: I know. you doing the hokey pokey on a, on a golf course. I'm not a good
1: golfer. He's talking about Zoom shows. And yeah. Not doing oh, yeah, 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 that's right.
0: So So getting on stage and telling the joke and then getting that, that response is just like how I felt in high school in hockey and you scored a goal. One second, I was just skating towards the net. The next second, I took a pass. The same very second, I took a shot and it went under the glove of that goalie, hit the post and went in.
2: Now, according That to-
0: fist pumping adrenaline rush has not been something I've felt since I was about 18 years old. And now here I am, 42 years old, 43 years old, 44 years old getting that back in a completely different
1: Wow, what a comparison area. of energy because I, I, so I don't play sports and but what a good comparison
0: I love just the locker room environment pre-game post-game it's different if you win versus when you lose and and I start getting that feeling again when I'm in the green room mm-hmm hanging out with other comics. And it's like, okay, look at the show list. Oh, I'm going second. Okay. And you're watching that first guy open. He's what they call in the industry, taking the bullet. It's like, there's a cold audience. They're working on their second drink, at least, maybe. And um, this person's just going out cold and saying, hey, you went from zero and we're going to get you to 60 in the next five minutes, or at least that's my job. Right. And I'm like, get them warmed up. (laughs) Because if you don't do it, I don't want to be like... Yeah. The generator yeah. that has to come in and be like. you
3: know, That's why that third going.
1: spot is nice. The third spot is sweet because they're on the second drink.
3: Mm-hmm. They're warmed
1: up. They've got the host. They've got the person the opener. Take the bullet. They get the second person. And now they're ready to go. They're ready to go. They're attentive you know? too. Right. right? They've like, given the drink order. They've put the food in. They're here. They're here.
0: And they've wrapped up their conversations exactly. with their dates. And so that's the other thing. It's exactly. like.
1: It's a sweet spot. It's if there's four
0: of us going out, we're going to a comedy show mm-hmm. and we're having a great time. The music's yeah. playing. It goes down. The lights go up. And then we're going to bring out our first comedian, but blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, that's great. But I was finishing up a story with my friends here, you know, like mm-hmm. there's a little bit of that. And
1: But you always have to go into it. Like what every spot is a good spot. You have to make it that spot. Yeah. It's like, like no small, no part is a small part. You know what I mean? I right. can tell you a really fast story about this. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was at the studio and, um, I was at a show before the studio. This is when I like, I was probably maybe two, three years in and I had a show beforehand. And so I called them and, um, told them that I was gonna be a little late. So they put me like second to last, which is such a great spot. I've never had that spot. How
0: many was it a showcase you said?
1: Uh, yeah, somewhat. So, like, so it was eight like eight. 10? I was number eight okay. and there was a nine. And they, they really put me there because logistically scheduling, like that's when I would be there. Okay. So I walked in, but I got there on time. So I walked in and I saw I'm like, wow, I'm gonna be eight. I've never been eight. I sat down and then the the manager came over and she's like Kath, um, you're going to go next.
0: Oh, and so what, there was where, a, where was that in the lineup? Second. Ugh.
1: So there was the host, and then there was the opener, and then there was me. Uh-huh. And so um, I was like, no small part, no small part, no small part. Like, you just go in there. And I went in, and I did my thing, and blah, blah, blah. They went back to the green room, and then Maria Banford stuck her head, and she's like, so am I, like, fourth? <laughs> I'm like, is Maria Banford here? Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, that's why they put you up second, because Ugh. they know she's going to leave early, and they wanted to her to see you yeah. and then two days later she had a special and she tweeted uh at kathy ferris i saw you at the comedy studio i thought you were great
0: really that's awesome that is awesome yeah. good for you
1: that's my favorite story
0: that is a good story i'm glad i didn't interrupt it yeah order your next round of drinks we're gonna get this comedy show started but first a few messages from our sponsors Okay, let's talk landscaping. Well, why, Rick? It's almost December. Well, I'm going to tell you why. I'm looking around, and I'm seeing a lot of lawns with wet leaves on them. And do you think those wet leaves are good for your lawn, Kathy? Nope. Mike? No, it's terrible. Exactly. Do
2: you prefer leaves or detritus? Once it's on the ground and being crushed up, I like to call it detritus.
0: I always pronounce it detritus.
2: I think it's detritus.
0: I don't care. Let's this ask is- Mario. Let's, um, not and change the subject. If you have leaves or detritus on your lawn, consider calling my friend Mario Apolity, because he wants you to start winterizing that lawn. Get some lime down on that. Get your winterizer down. Get the leaves off. You got some ornamentals? Trim them. What am I talking about? Any fruit tree you might have, like an apple. Maybe you got a pear tree. Do you have a pear tree? Specifically the um, Bradford pears? How about a weeping cherry? Maybe you got some dogwoods. Everything else? The deer might eat it, so put some nets on it. That's the tips from Mario this week. If you want to get the best in lawn care, call my buddy Mario Ipollity at Mario's Lawn Care.
1: And parkstreetbooks.com. Remember, we are now in, we're done with um, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, so now we're into the stretch of let's get our holiday shopping done. Don't think big, think small, think local, think parkstreetbooks.com. And
0: if you're not local, think about uh, the .com part of that ad. You could be in...
1: Rick, that's why I said, that's why I ended on like parkstreetbooks.com. But you said...
0: Shop locally. Well, I'm from Inglewood, California. You know I'm right. going to shop locally in Inglewood. And let, then you let can say. Rephrase. Okay, well, you let can shop.
1: me rephrase. Okay. Shop locally, uh, shop conveniently. Parkstreetbooks.com. Yeah! Detritus. Oh. <laughs>
0: okay. Thanks, Alexa.
1: That's a nice, Alexa. Detritus.
0: Okay, Alexa, why don't you go rake up your detritus? That's
2: I'm going to drop that uh,
1: into every conversation tomorrow. Yeah,
2: it's weird. I'm used to being the one that has to to like prove myself right, but mm-hmm. that was that was weird having Google prove me right.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm doing anything. that response thing where I'm like. <sighs> Yeah. I know,
1: yeah. I feel like let's just keep moving We
0: have our opening act, our middle, and then our closer I'm gonna play host too Okay,
1: okay so, um, alright, I like it, I like it
2: um, As you introduce this, can you point out that I was comparing myself to Mr. Rogers and then I go into this yeah. Right? Because to be like, okay, here's our opener, Mike Page. And then it's like, it's just a clip.
0: Mike, here's something you're going to need to learn. And I'm going to put you through the test How here. to draw arrows? No. What you're going to realize when you do stand-up comedy is the hosts don't give a shit about anything you just told me. So right, I'm right, going right. to mispronounce your name and I'm going to screw up your credits because you're just sure. the first guy. Yep.
1: That's actually good advice. And,
0: and I'm not that
1: professionally... In tune with. But it's my- good that he said something because it's better than like, say whatever you want.
0: Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Scuttlebutt's Lounge. This is the uh, ultimate comedy club of the um, interweb. <laughs> Glad to have you here. I'm your host, Frank. Frank the Tank. Let's hear it. Let's hear it for our servers tonight.
1: Woo! Wow. That's right. about the vibe of it, right?
0: Yeah. Our first comedian, and I use that term loosely, is from. I don't think I should be rude.
1: Are you guys ready to laugh? All right, our first guest is gonna be Mike Page.
0: No, I said your name right. I want to have fun. I want to do a bad. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: I like these. I like these though, because yeah. you're actually capturing all the different kinds of hosts that there are. So this is quite good. It
0: is kind of funny, yeah, right? Because I, I'm, I like I'm like, which it. one I like am I? It. Do I want to be? Do like them the,
1: all. Yeah. Like, okay,
0: this is the over-the-top. The show is really about me. Yes. And then it just gets interrupted by the comedians. Hey everybody, how you doing? You like my loud shirt? Okay, uh tip your waitress says, uh, what other cliches can I come up with? <laughs> Our first guest, his name's Mike. Hey Mike, come on, on out. And then there's was that good? Was that yeah no, that's it. You did no, like that? No. I wanted to punch myself in the face. Me too. <laughs> um, how about this? It's the uh it's the person who is yeah, taking objective. It, taking I take comedy way too seriously. Mm-hmm. Like I am a student of comedy. I take it seriously. I don't laugh. I give you a nod if I approve of your joke. That's the guy. I like
1: it the power struggle. Yeah. Love it.
0: All right everybody, thank you for coming down to small town Scuttlebutt Lounge and Grill. Just want to remind you, we have ladies night on Thursdays. We have all you can eat wings on Sundays during Pat's games for only $7.99. How else can I pitch and promote my own stuff before I get this guy up here to interrupt me from continuing to talk about myself? We are open six days a week, closed on Mondays. Um, You can hit us up online. I've heard that kind of thing too. Like let me all throw these, this guy
1: all of these guys exist. Yeah. All of these guys exist.
0: I'm just gonna throw this guy under the bus and uh, and make a joke at his expense. This guy, Mike, is that his name or is that the thing he talks into? I don't know. <laughs> We're gonna find out. Everybody, put your hands together for Mike Page.
2: But some people even say I look like Mr Rogers, which kinda makes sense. I mean, have you ever noticed how every skinny white guy looks exactly the same? It's incredible. And I mean <laughs> It really explains why I've also gotten comparisons to other ectomorphs like Dick Van Dyke or, uh, you know, Jimmy Stewart or Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> but you have no idea how many women my Mr. Rogers vibe attracts. I mean, mostly older, more mature women, usually in their 60s. But I can't even tell you how many times I've been at the off-Broadway shoe warehouse in Danvers, <laughs> trying on a pair of shoes, just minding my own business, singing a song while I do it. And some middle-aged woman just throws herself
0: at. I like what you did there, Mike.
1: <laughs> Once we did this, your, your vibe went like down for a minute. Like, what's going on?
0: Uh,
2: hearing it is weird. And when I had gone over it a few times, I had the delivery down, and then I went to actually do it. And I like blacked out. So hearing it now, I'm like, oh, there were bad deliveries in there, and there's weird pauses.
0: And And they're red flags to you? Like, I wish I didn't have that. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah.
2: But I told Kathy as soon as it was done, I said, I get now why it's addicting to people that actually do this. Mm -hmm. Because the second I was done, I looked over at Allie, and I was like, oh, God, it was so much better half an hour ago when I I was just doing it for you. Mm Mm-hmm. And, well, and yeah. then she
0: said, no, it wasn't
2: it was just as bad. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was, it was <laughs> like- no, I think it was just as good because like I, I've i seen you go through this. And what's interesting is that the worst part is like when it's videotaped or recorded and you think it's one way. And you're like, now I've got to listen to this. That's it's like it's your own walk of shame because you are so critical of yourself when you do this right Mm -hmm. and right now our listeners are only hearing the audio they didn't get to see the visual of it which as we all know, the visual part of it is like a huge piece. It's actually 90% of your jokes are how you deliver them. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, we're doing this over audio, but um, you're just being really critical on yourself about this. And nobody saw the evolution of that joke. Right. Like how specific you got with this. And, you know, it just went from like, I look like Mr. Rogers to this, you know. I
2: will say the um, Off-Broadway Shoe Warehouse, I ripped that that right from the Kathy Ferris playbook. (laughs) <laughs> of going super specific
0: on a retail store. Okay, well, let's laughs laughs coming, Mike. Give us another clip.
2: Anyway, I work with kindergarten and first grade kids. I really love my job. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will brag about their 401ks, but not me. I mean, have you ever even considered a job uh, being mocked by the future leaders of tomorrow? <laughs> I mean... Try having kids tell you to shave your beard because it makes you look old, but then when you do shave your face, they tell you never to do that again because you look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's something
3: to invest.
0: You know what the um, the laugh track there didn't do justice. It's that's one thing about Zoom, Mike. Those are good jokes. The delivery is great.
1: Yeah, that's the hard thing with Zoom though, is because Mike isn't getting the like the reciprocating energy of like people laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you can see something. and that stuff's so contagious.
0: Like, like all these people, you absolutely. have to remember, Mike. Your Zoom call might have had like a hundred people on it, right? But they're all siloed in their. Right. Like there was one guy in the bathroom, you know. There's someone on the couch. I don't know right. where oh, people are. You don't are. see
1: everybody. Yeah, he has right. a lot of people Yeah, there were a lot of
0: black
2: out. screens right. where the video wasn't on.
0: You know right. what's even worse is when they mute themselves. I get it. You, yeah. You're maybe you have um, a kid that's trying to settle in for the night. Exactly. Or something. You have a dog. You know,
1: you're eating cereal. Yeah. But the thing is, is like there's but a the lot. opportunity
0: cost is I'm not hearing the response from you and I need that as the performer I need to know did you think Why? that was funny or not
1: I think it's going to make him a stronger comedian because he's not relying on it he's going to be used to being able to deliver his stuff mm-hmm. and and deliver it in a way that is not dependent on it because when you get dependent on that that's hard Oh
0: then I want to see Mike bomb and he's totally oblivious to it and he's just powering through His, like, I will finish this damn set. I got four minutes left. I'm going to use up all four minutes. And everyone is, like, clearing out of the room. And you're still going. I'm going to love it.
2: Believe me, you can ask any of my family members. You can ask Allie. Anybody that knows me well can tell you I have no problem just talking,
3: (laughs) talking through it. Yep. I'm
2: going to keep going. People think I'm even talking to myself. I'm not. Yep. It's just that nobody's paying attention, but that's not going to stop me. Mm-hmm. I've got a point to be made, and I haven't seen it through yet. I'm
0: I'm going to see it through. Do you have any more clips, Mike? No? Okay. Thank God. Yeah! All right, Mike. Well, thank you very much. That was terrific. Our next comedian coming to this stage has not appeared on Showtime or Netflix yet. Please give a warm welcome to Rick Fink Jr. I'm a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> this, this happened. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, this happened a couple of years ago when my wife and I were looking at our salaries and then we we're doing our taxes. She looks at her salary. She looks at my salary. She says, "I think you'd be helping out the family more if you just stayed at home."
3: I I took the deal, and uh, here we are. Uh,
0: This is me getting out of the house. Uh, But no, I like it. Uh, It is a job now, so when we go on vacation, it's a business trip for me. My my wife. my boss, whatever. <laughs> she tells me what to do. But you know, the hard thing is entertaining those two little clients of, of ours. They they are terrible. They they always leave stuff at the restaurant. They fight on the airplanes. They can't hold their liquor. It's like <laughs> you laugh, but you know, there's consequences. So I mean we couldn't get into the strip club because of that. It's humor and truth, all that's true. True stories chronicles of the think family
1: (laughs) that that was a really great night because i remember that night Mm -hmm. and like you were just like in the zone that night i
0: was having fun
1: yeah i wanted
0: to be there i was like let me go oh i took the bullet that night i went first and i've never went first and i was always afraid of going first because of the vulnerability it's a little too like if you can hide me in the middle.
1: The first person has to really work hard because they're going up to a cold audience. And then I remember like when Rick did this, it was so great for the rest of us. We were like, he's just cracked it. Like He just warmed up the room for us. And you can just like walk on and so your job was like, I don't want to ruin I don't want to ruin when he started You're trying you know? to keep
0: the mojo. for like, Sure.
1: I, it's so great to see you in that moment, too Because like that's when you can feel like all right I'm just gonna go into gear now and I'm gonna do my stuff and mm-hmm. everything everything clicked
0: I got to wear my cousin's hand-me-downs when I was growing up It Would have been really cool if he was straight Every day at school, the bullies were relentless. They nice shirt. I'd be like, it's a blouse, bitch. What did that guy know about fashion anyway? He was just an inebriated guidance counselor. I love that one. When we would get the box, you know, from UPS, you know, from my cousins, it was like, Okay. Like you know, cross like we're gonna have John's cool stuff and then we're gonna have Jim's let's just say not as cool stuff. Like it just not like it wasn't what you were looking for. My cousin John would if you send were in me a fixed stitch. Yep.
2: You had the wrong person doing your, your outfit. I
1: like that you made that reference. Interesting. So your hand me downs would come.
0: The hand me downs would come and then I would go through it with my mom and it was like New York Giants t-shirt that's in the keep it pile that's cool but then my cousin Jim had softer clothes (laughs) you know what I mean like just like is this silk I don't know what I'm not gonna wear that mom and like sometimes I would cry like no I'm not wearing this did you wear them no 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 my mom wouldn't do it she'd hold it up and I was yes or no
1: I like that he could wear them though. That's great. And I love that you brought that into this because what I like about this bit is it's really hard to do a bit when it's a true story Mm -hmm. because a lot of people like to stay chronologically correct with stuff instead of just taking a nugget of truth. Like all of my comedy has a nugget of truth and then the rest is just something else, usually exaggerated, somewhat absurd, Mm -hmm. or in a different direction in which you could go. Yeah. Some people would call that lying. I call that art. (laughs) That's funny. So, like, (laughs) you taking this piece and saying that you wore these hand-me-downs, I loved that. I I remember when you started working on this.
0: My daughter tells me, she's a little girl, she tells me when she grows up, she wants to marry me. Yeah? That's cute. I think it's disgusting. I
3: mean, this is my
0: daughter. What do I... I feel let down? I'm sorry, we're just not intellectually compatible. <laughs> they don't get it. You know, I had to like get down to her level. I had to say, hey, honey, look, you're my daughter and I'm your dad. and This is not West Virginia.
3: <laughs>
0: it's easy to make fun of West Virginia. It, can... it is. I... I've always just like, I wanted to pick a state. You know, like in your notebook, you're like, I, I have this, this sure, phrase. Yeah. I don't know where it's going to go. I have to find a home for it. I was always like, Alabama, Mississippi, those are too easy. Those deep southern states, they come in 49th and 50th and everything. Literacy, education, mathematics, you know, mm-hmm. teeth, all that stuff, <laughs> right? right? But but when, you, when you're when you presented with, what do you think of West Virginia? You, you kind of scratch your head and go, oh, kind of hillbilly,
1: right? A little liked it because it painted a picture and it's unexpected. I'm always looking for where's the left turn? Where's the left yeah. turn? Yeah, and right. I think that this did a really good job of that where you didn't have to say a whole lot of, you didn't have to say a full sentence. You just had to say a geographical place mm-hmm. and people got it. Yeah. You know, that to me is like, that's the craft, right?
0: Again, the nugget of truth there is my daughter always used to tell me that you know, up until she's like four. Right.
1: I, what I like is that like you are on the fence, mm-hmm. right? Where you're like, you're taking something that it's like, oh, I have no idea where I going to go with this. <laughs> so I remember when you first brought this up, I'm like, okay. Oh. Oh, um, right. But then you go to this place of like, you know, you do have this relationship with your daughter that she does, like you obviously are endearing enough that she wants to marry you. And then you go to that, douchebag place like gross, like we're not even intellectually compatible. And the what I like about intellectually compatible is that like we don't know who's more higher intellectual yeah, when you say that because true. you say gross, right?
0: I do like parenting styles. I like to look around. But I got a little irritated when I was looking at these uh dog owners that are talking about their dogs like it's their children. I get it, you like them, but to compare your dog to these two animals? You gotta be kidding me. So I was very judgmental until I started watching them. And I noticed a couple of things. First of all, the dog owners were happy. And why not? The dogs were listening. So now I've adopted all of their tricks. When no one's looking and my kids are pissing me off, I just stuff them in a crate. My son took way too long with the potty training. So I said, screw it. Now I just take him out twice a day.
3: <laughs> Still do. And I do like
0: going around town running errands, you know, like I want to go to Starbucks. I just say, hey kids, hop in the car. We're going to Starbucks. <laughs> All right, keep your heads outside the window. Keep your seatbelts unbuckled. I look in the rear view mirror. My son's licking his balls, but that's normal. <laughs> Tight there. Uh, enjoy the meatballs. Uh, so we get there to Starbucks, and I have a seat, enjoy my latte, look out the window at my children waiting for me outside, tied to a bench. <laughs> Thank you, folks. My time.
1: <laughs> What's interesting is that you're a dog owner now, but you mm-hmm. came in very opinionated do you have a problem with them or are you jealous of their parenting techniques uh. by the guy? and yeah. then this is where you went with it and then yeah. you're like huh, yeah i think i could do that cuz you started looking at your you started looking at your material and you're like yes i have these opinions which is great cuz you should like when you have a direct opinion mm-hmm. that's a wonderful thing to have a point of view. And for you, it's like, how do you disassociate yeah. some of this point of view to become authentic and endearing? And you've done such a great job at that. Oh, thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, to do that, I just wrote a T-chart. I wrote raising kids, raising dogs. What do both of them have to do? Start doing that matching game. Like, right. okay, I got to potty train my kid. They got to do it. How do they do it? They go outside. I am also going to do that. Like, hey, that's my first tag. Okay, you know, and we, right. we grew from there. And you were right. very helpful on that, and that's why we hang out. Oh, which persona am I taking on? <laughs> I don't forget. know.
3: I'm the, just you. G-
2: the pompous guy. Oh, Clearly. that's easy. I'll just uh,
0: it's me. <laughs> hey, so um, our uh, our cl- our uh, our closer. What is what do we say? Our yeah, sure, our,
1: our next comedian. Our, our sure. headliner.
0: Ladies and gentlemen... Uh, you really um, got this hosting thing down.
1: He does. I told
0: you I'm afraid, okay, hosting, I can't really do hosting. How would I... How
1: I think would you would. I think you'd be a great host.
0: Okay, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, our next comic is a female, but trust me, she really is funny. <laughs> Kathy it. Ferris.
1: <laughs> Technically, I'm not a stay-at-home mom. According to the government, I'm a homemaker. yes. Yeah. But I'm not comfortable with that title, since I don't make homes. (laughs) I mean, I make things. I can make a lot of things. I can make a really nice dinner party mildly uncomfortable. (laughs) Like, I'm not even trying sometimes. (laughs) Then sometimes I am trying. The way I do that is I just point out that half the food they're serving, probably not (laughs) gluten-free. I mean I don't have that allergy. I'm just the kind of person who points stuff like that out. (laughs) I have allergies, okay? I've got seasonal allergies and an aversion to unattractive children. (laughs) Wish I had a nasal spray for that. God bless you great comedic timing <laughs> i don't
0: know if you could hear it but someone sneezed in the crowd how did you come up with associating allergies and ugly kids with you know a nasal spray like
1: well that that was the who second, are you the second part of that because really the the big part of this was making um, um i can make a really nice dinner party mild and comfortable, mm-hmm. where that comes from you know uh, a place of insecurity and vulnerability right where like i know that i can bring the vibe of a room down i'm a, like i'm a killjoy you right? really think that though absolutely because and okay. the thing is is that like i can do it without even trying it's just like a natural you know how it's like people have natural talents that's uh-huh. i've always walked around yes. with those like this is like a natural thing about like why did god give me this
0: seriously ugly kids yeah how that. do you feel about them
1: um, I think it's objective. I think we all feel that our kids are beautiful and we see them in that way. But right? no, when
0: you see a kid, you have the ability to say to yourself, that is an ugly kid.
1: Uh, yeah. I like, do. I mean, come on, let's be, you say you want,
0: people don't want, you know, they want real.
1: For so sure, be for real. sure. Like, right. Like, I there are there's a few, and I'll tell you. Like, when I've written a few things, like laser tag, there was a kid, <laughs> he, he, like he had ill spaced teeth, and like and just this this what I want. look in his eye, yeah. and like it's like I want to write something about this. Yeah, I'm um, like so like I can visualize that when I'm writing when I'm writing a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it's objective because we see beauty in our own children.
0: I, I see beauty in one of my children. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Next song. Uh, next song
1: I'm next sorry I sorry.
0: sorry. I got a DJ gig right after this yeah, I, I forgot that. where I was Do you ever do that? Like am I a comedian or a DJ right now? I don't know okay, I never
1: ahead. do that Who
0: hasn't been there?
1: I feel like stay-at-home moms get a bad rap When you are a stay-at-home mom And your kids are 24 years old <laughs> Like you I was this pressure to get a job If I could have a job I'd like to be a hairstylist mm-hmm. Anyone here a hairstylist? Yeah, that lady, she's my hairstylist. <laughs> <laughs> this seems a really great job, right? You can really make somebody's day or ruin their next six weeks. <laughs> I would excel at that. <laughs> I remember writing I wrote that really quick. Uh-huh. Like it, but it took me a long time to figure out where I was gonna put it in my set. Cause It's one thing to be like, Yeah, hairstylist, it's a great job where you can make somebody say or ruin their next six weeks. I'm like, Well, where does that fit into what yeah. I'm saying? And so, like, I built the whole thing around, Well, you know, I'm a stay at home mom and I've got to get a job now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My job is trying not to get a job. And so, like, you know, starting to write material around that. Yeah. So, those things kind of bounce around, you know,
0: uh, in the past eight years as your role in the family is, is
3: mm-hmm. your
0: comedy change? Is your focus change? I mean, yeah, you get on a, on a, on a path and just stay the course and try to create a story arc with a bunch of setups and punches throughout.
1: Uh, yeah, I do. Like I have a, I have a couple of different, like if you want to call them buckets, right? So mm-hmm. I have like stuff about me and, um, oh, I'm like a handsome person. <laughs> um, and, and then like, I got look like a guy. Um, and then I have mm-hmm. like all the stuff about my kids and my family and my childhood. That's mm-hmm. another bucket. And then I have the, all the stuff about my faith because I'm a pretty, fa- I'm a faithful person. And I have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. and I'm not afraid of that. Yep. And I'm not afraid to put it in my comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have all the stuff about like second act, empty nester, finding a job, kind of stuff. Yep. Um, and then I have stuff about therapy. So like I have these buckets. And now it's a matter of, do I move things around to make those buckets stronger, or is this a story in itself? And and sitting in that and making that a stronger thing. And so that's where I've been, because about two years ago, I was going to do an album, and I felt like I'm just not—I'm not at—I know I'm not at my potential yet, and I don't feel— I'm not happy with where the material is at yet. I have more to say, mm-hmm. and so I've taken the last two years to kind of figure that out. And um, I want 45 hilarious minutes,
0: continuous, you know? right? Not here's a clip. There's how? how would
1: yeah, you, yeah. Like just do like you want to have it like a Netflix kind of format
0: um, where it's like. Kathy Ferris and then it's the applause and you go right into your first joke. And, and it's
1: like, yeah, and you're pivoting like this is who mm-hmm. I am. This is about my kids, this is about my marriage. Like, yeah. But at the same time, I want it to be different, you know, because when, when I'm on showcases with other women my age, we're all talking about the same stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to force myself to be different. So it's more of like um, really looking at – I'm really – into the minutiae i love to sweat the small stuff yeah and so i want to embrace all that so instead of like going a, a, like embrace that stuff of like yeah you know i'm i am a stereotypical middle-aged woman and i'm proud of it and I'm embracing it i'm leaning into it so like that's where i've been in the last two years just like leaning into it
0: the, the being the woman
1: no, just being like, yeah, like, uh, it's about cardigans and that I feel yeah. like, you know, I feel like a different person because I'm wearing bracelets now. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, what? stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. But but because that's my reality. I did notice
0: your bracelets. I like them. I was going to make a comment um, the other week about them. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because it reminded me of, of you know, how you make you're a handsome uh, woman and all that. Yeah. When I saw those bracelets, I was like, I like them. And uh, I thought of Steven Tyler.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah!
2: In the interest of wrapping things up, let's call it a day, shall we? Sure. Sure. Some quick housekeeping here. I believe at the top of the show, Rick may have mentioned some packages that have arrived in the last week or so. um, And in the interest of not trying to just shoehorn it in as an afterthought, We want to save these thoughtful uh, packages and we'll get to them next week. We'll open them on the air. We'll do it right. Mm -hmm. There are currently three packages sitting here waiting (laughs) to be opened. We're all dying to check them out. So thanks again for listening. Please check us out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, either one of those, at Small Town Scuttlebutt. And hit up that grievance line again grievances at smalltownscuttlebutt.com there's not much else on the website but you can send us a voice memo telling us how terrible we are (laughs) and how we should probably update that website sometime before season five
0: or just cancel the show out yeah
2: that that works too (laughs) Uh, or maybe you want to send us some more packages for us to check out next week whatever you guys want to do we want to hear from you whether it's through instagram facebook grievance line whatever it is Uh, Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Adios.